Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello and welcome to Car Wash the Podcast. This is Matt. This is the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. In today's episode, we're talking to Tyler Slaughter from Camel Express. We're going to get his personal story and we're going to get great insight into how Camel Express keeps their talent bench full and they live by this mantra of staying two positions ahead. Plus, get insight into Tyler's commitment to process, team building, and giving back to the car wash industry. Oh yeah, and we'll learn what the heck it means to camel up. Take a listen to this interview from Car Wash Magazine Live, episode number 42. Joining us on the program now, in the flesh, Tyler Slaughter, welcome. Hey Matt, thank you for having me. Hey, so it was funny, (laughs) we were showing that tour to folks and you were talking to me through the thing telling me, yep, that's different, that's different, that's different, which I think is just like quintessential Tyler, I think, in terms of process improvement and and all that. We're going to get into that a little bit on the show today, but I want to start with, for those folks who might not know you, how in the world did you come to be in the car wash space? So in 2007, Morrison, Tamisha Beck were building a little car wash in Hartsville, Alabama. I actually thought it was a drive-through oil change because express washes were just sort of new then. I walked up, asked if he'd give me a job, and that's kind of where it all started. Minimum wage at the time was five fifteen an hour, so needless to say, uh, it wasn't for the money. <laughs> <laughs> we opened in March 2007. We had just that single site from 2006 to 2009. I went from the only employee at that site to having five employees and I was a site manager, uh, 66 foot tunnel with eight vacuum spots. At the time it did about 70,000 cars a year, but that was, we didn't know anything about unlimited car washing. So I wish I did. We continued to grow opening sites and converting three other ones that we purchased into express washes. We had seven sites total from when we started to 2016, I kind of grew through the ranks, helped build and develop the sites. In 2016, I was appointed CEO of the company. And in 2017, we were acquired by Mr. and owners at that time retired. Owners retired, and then mm-hmm. you end up at Camel. Like, how? I mean, you weren't even like remotely <laughs> geographically close at that time. How did that happen? I actually met Reed Houck in 2014 at a Brink Results Management class. We spent, I guess, two days at Steve Gaudreau's management class. His story is there was a guy in the corner that knew way too much to be so young. So he had to get to know me better. After we met and kind of, we just kind of clicked. He told me if I ever wanted a chance to own a car wash to let him know, because what he was doing in Nashville is going to be real special. At the time, Car Wash Express was growing. I didn't really think much of it. We had, you know, four or five more sites planned, but due to some things went on with the owner, he ended up selling to Mr. in 2017. And then Reed reached out to me again and asked what my next steps were. We had a lot of employees at the time that were highly on my mind to make sure the transition went well. Everybody got placed. That was just kind of, that's kind of me, still is me. I learned a lot with Mr. through the transition, the, the kind of the corporate side of the world. But 
always kind of had Reed in the back of my mind. You know, I, I knew I wanted to be an owner. I worked 11 years for a company and didn't really have anything in it except kind of my pride. And then in late 2017, I finally kind of told my wife, let's go meet with Reed. My family and I went up there. Reed took us to Martin's Barbecue and we got to meet his wife and his kid at the time. And it just all clicked. It, it felt too good not to be true. The next day, I worked out the details with him and said, I'd be happy to join you as a partner and operations director. Six days later, we sold our house, packed our kids up and all of our stuff and moved to Nashville and rented a house. Just like that. You know, they say when you know, you know, right? Good grief, man. That's, I mean, that, I don't know that I can figure out what I'm going to have for breakfast that quickly. And you, <laughs> you up and you're out. Here we go. Next thing. That's awesome. Uh, what was it that fit? Like, how did you know? Like, how could you do it that quickly? So when I met Reed at Steve Rudrow's and during the breaks and then that night at the hotel, we talked. He just has a passion for people, whether it's wrong or right at times. He always is about the people. And that's me to a T. The ones that know me can tell you the same thing. I've always been about the people and what we do. And he sold me on that. And I guess I wanted to make sure that what he was saying lined up with Camel and lined up with his wife and kids and I mean, today, my wife and his wife are extremely close friends. We're at each other's house probably one or two times a week. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. So I just, it was just a feeling. All I can tell you, it was, it was a gut feeling. I knew it was right. So I went for it. Well, you're right. I mean, I love that story because it really speaks to the familial nature of the industry and what it feels like when you connect with people and, you know, just kind of put this whole mantra of like more than washing cars out there in the universe. And so that, I think that's super cool. Let's stay on the people side of things because it is quintessential you and it continues to show up in what you all are doing at Camel. And I think it's really kind of fascinating and something that a lot of folks could learn from. You guys continue to grow. You're doing it. I don't know the right term for it. Like aggress conservatively, you know, it's like, it's a few a year, you're like, you're, you're growing, but you are really focused on making sure that you have the people ready before you get there. Like you have, you have a bench. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that approach? Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine, most of you know, him is Justin Salisbury. He told me something, stay two positions ahead of what you need when it comes to overall staffing. Before that, I thought we were in a good place with people in our bench. And then after that comment, I'm pretty sure I took it to the next level. Two people ahead is, I feel like, is exactly what you need per site. And we base that off per site and at the corporate level. Currently, I have three stores, but we have a five-person corporate staff with two more positions that I'm about to fill. President, which is Reed, myself, operations director, our amazing administrative director, Amanda Workman. Our brand director, which is actually Reed's sister, Sarah, and she's a graphic designer by trade. She does a fantastic job. And then our newest one, which is John Sproul. He's our hiring and training director. Uh, most of you know him. He's been around the car wash industry a little while, but he's, he's fantastic when it comes to the hiring and training part of our company. And then we have a company sales manager position that we're fisting to fill. And then, of course, we're finally getting to the point to where uh, we have three high-volume washes about to open two more, and we've got to have someone to handle the maintenance. So we're about to bring on a maintenance manager. That's currently where we sit right now. We try really hard to get to know people on a personal level, put them in the correct places within the company so they can be as successful as they want to be. It's been a lot of trial and error, but we've finally got it down well. I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, it took a while. <laughs> that whole building a bench uh, is a whole nother process. Uh, I feel like we're getting better and better at it every year. That's done through recruiting, three-step interviews, onboarding and career path that we walk all the new employees through when onboarding them to 
kind of show them where they're at and where they can go. And then we define what we're looking for for those interviews through our mission and values during our interview process. Well, and that shows um, up. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to put a couple of things up here on the screen for people to see at home or at the washes if they're watching. You know, we've got some like great photos of employees enjoying their work. Here's one of, uh, looks like the King of Car Wash. I don't know. It looks like he's got employee of the month all the time. So he's got that on lockdown. I don't know what's going on in this one. I'm going to show this one too here. Everybody's like, 12 feet apart. I don't know what that is. What what, what, are, what are we doing here, Tyler? What's that everybody was, doing? That was kind of right at the start of the pandemic when everybody was social distancing and we still had to have our meetings because that's how we keep everybody in tune. And we actually made a big pivot. We actually, at all of our sites, we have training offices where we have, you know, nine to 12 chairs. We have a TV up on the wall and that's where our monthly meetings are done. And for that one, we just moved to the outside, spaced everybody out and Till this day, we're still having the meetings outside or in the tunnel just for social distancing. But, you know, sometimes in business, you have to make a fast pivot. And that was one of them. I'm going to show folks another picture that you shared with me. Of the, I can't tell if it's sundown or sun up, but you all are meeting outside and it's a great shot. We're going to show that in just a minute. <laughs> but let's talk process a little bit because this bench concept, that requires process. It's a little bit different kind of process. There's obviously the just overall process of what it takes to wash a car and put out a good product. The more that you have those processes in place, the simpler your answers are to problems, right? So that's kind of my thinking. But why is process so important to you? Like, what's your approach to it and why does it matter? Processes are pretty important to Camel because they break down the details that you need to do to in order to be successful at your job. From an employee standpoint, we feel like processes reduce complacency and stress because we don't normally put our people in uncomfortable positions. They work side by side with someone for the first seven to 14 days before being left to do a task by themselves. So I'm sure there's been plenty of people that have worked at jobs and they've kind of threw you to the wolves and it's not a great feeling the way our processes work overall. I mean, it helps people with confidence in doing tasks by themselves. And of course, big picture helps reduce turnover, keeps people happier with their jobs. From an owner standpoint, the processes reduce chances of people getting hurt. For us, that helps ensure that we live up to our mission of delivering the greatest car wash experience every single time. Those are what's really important to me about processes and kind of streamlining things. And we have a process down to, I hate to say going to the bathroom, but (laughs) when you go to the bathroom, you don't wear your mics. It's not sanitary, but we have a process for everything. Like the devil's in the details, right? Details matter. Devil's in the details. Pay attention to them because those are the things that customers, whether they know it or not, they're going to notice it. It will come through and everything you guys do. So it's one thing to have a process, to document the process, to make sure that it lives there and and you have those kind of details uncovered. But like, how do you take it down to like the 16, 17, 18 year old kid and get them to kind of engage with it and buy into it? Like, what does that look like to get them to actually, actually work the process? Yeah. So that's our, (laughs) uh, that's our big kind of hurdle for 2021. We're currently underway with that. Mid-2019, late 2020, we've merged all of our paper training into Trainual, which is a digital training platform. We kind of found out that words are just words for the new generation. It's just kind of gibberish to them. Getting all the writing transferred into videos and getting it into that training program, it's really John's wheelhouse, but he adds funny memes and stuff in there. And it's so funny. You can sit back and watch people when they're onboarding and watch people when they're going through the videos. And I mean, they're having fun when they're going through our training manual, you know, that's part of our core values. So we want everybody to have a good time and truly enjoy it. And what's funny is I feel like 
so we can track the percentages everyone's going through it. And I feel like the percentages are higher with the online training than they ever were paper. And we do we do training audits once a week with everybody to figure out where everybody's at. But right now, getting everything pushed into online training, that's a big push for us. And John's got, we actually just did his 90-day evaluation that we do a employee evaluation of everybody in the company every three months. And one of his big steps is in the next 90 days to get everything moved to the digital training. I love that. I love that you're talking about 90-day plans. I've said before, you know, I hate people doing New Year's resolutions. They need to do New Year's goals. And then they need to take those goals and put them into plans and 90-day plans because you can measure that stuff. So I, I love the language you're speaking right now, Tyler. I love it. <laughs> hey, I have a, like a burning question that like has been eating me up ever since I saw this hashtag. And I, I promised myself and anybody who would listen that we would find out what does it mean to camel up? It's kind of been this thing, I guess, two years ago. We started it and it was just our way to tell people like when they're doing something right, that's kind of what we give them attached to everything is the hashtag camel up or if they're they're doing something that represents the company or the brand really well. We get people inside and outside of work that do it. And then that tattoo you actually seen is on the owner's arm, Reed. And it's funny, you've never seen anything funnier than when the owner goes to shake the banker's hand and he grabs that and all he sees is that huge tattoo on his arm. He's like, dude, you are bought in. <laughs> And then uh, we've actually had a, an employee of one other person. Uh, if anybody wants our logo, we pay for it. So we'll actually get it tattooed on them for them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so then my next obvious question is how many have taken you up on that offer? Three total. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That's more than I thought. That's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Three total. So uh, it's, it's been pretty good. But yeah, the camel up is just kind of part of our culture. It's what we do. That's awesome. I love, I love, I love that. Like <laughs> not many brands can say that their employees are getting <laughs> the logo tattooed on their body. Just so you know, it's just the camel. So, all right. All right. So it's okay. Yeah. Fine. Just the camel. So it's yeah. a little, uh, whatever. We all know what that means, Tyler. We all know what that means. I mean, I guess at least then if you know, you quit or move on and right. um, you don't have camel <laughs> express tattooed on your right. own. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little harder to explain. Yeah. That's a little harder. to. Yeah. Explain. That's for sure. So obviously there's a reason that people are willing to do that. And I think a lot of that comes back to what you and Reed are doing and, and the owners there at Camel Express and how you like invest in your people and how that's a big part of what you guys do. Why is this concept of like helping others and giving back so big for you? Maybe to the detriment of, you know, like some people like, I don't know, spouses might say you do too much, but I for yeah, one for am sure. thankful. So <laughs> tell us why that's important. Why does that matter? Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure my wife's listening on this and she's going to for sure tell you that I do too much. <laughs> I guess I really challenged myself the last six months to be able to answer this question about my passion and purpose in life. I'm there, but I've still got a few things I need to define. My wife would tell you that I'm way too nice of a guy and caring slash giving to most people. My friends and coworkers would tell you that I don't give up on people easily. I love to see all people succeed and do great things because, you know, life's short, period. You only get one chance. And for me, it's about making a positive impact on as many people's lives as I can before I clock out for the last time. I didn't know this picture was in there, but you sent some photos over for us to be able to kind of share. And one that I love, I'm going to put it up right now for folks to see. And I think this is kind of like speaks volumes. It's you and your daughter. She's got the camel car wash like hat on. And this is like why you do everything, right? I mean, yeah. what better representation of what you do every day than this for your family and your comments about purpose and passion. That's amazing. And I just, I wanted to share this because it's a beautiful photo and I think it captures, I think it captures you and what you're trying to do and all of that really well. On the personal side of this, I mean, I feel like I do it through being a good husband and to my wife and a 
providing everything she needs and wants and same thing, trying to be a good dad. You know, I never had one growing up, so I want to make sure that my kids know me for who I really am and what I love to do. And if you ever met my seven-year-old daughter, Sutton, she's one of the most giving and caring people you'll ever meet. So she's got a really good heart. Tyler, you're doing a pretty darn good job. So kudos to you and kudos to your, to your wife and your family and nice job on that front. Hey, so, so that we can all be more like you, Tyler. (laughs) <laughs> what's the what's the what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Like what's what's a little nugget that I can take home today? So I got two. Reed once told me, "Do good for people, no matter what." And that has stuck with me. I think he told me that like maybe three or four months after I joined Camel. And then my previous owners, which were Morrison Tamisha Beck, she said, "Life is a huge stack of stepping stones. You can't jump from the bottom to the top without stepping on some uneven stones or a few of them breaking between your feet." Work hard, be honest, and respect the people around you in order to climb to the top. I've always just kept those in the back of my head. You know, when I'm looking at something that we're doing, there's a stepping stone to get there. That's, I think, super important because we're kind of in a time now where you kind of expect to go from, like you said, the bottom to the top right away. It doesn't work that way, and it's never worked that way. So so the more that we can have that foundation, I love that. I love that comment. Yeah, you're right. There was one part on that why helping others is big for me. You know, there's two other things I do outside of Camel. One is I'm the co-founder and admin of Talk Car Wash, where I help create a platform where car washers can connect with car washers around the world for insight and advice so we can better our industry. And then something that's fairly new, it's two or three years old. I'm the president of Leadership Worth Following. We all help create a nonprofit now known as Leadership Worth Following. Our vision is a dynamic forward-thinking program that enhances the value of car wash industry and develops successful contributors to the communities. So it's a true nonprofit. There's nothing that comes our way from it other than we get to help people succeed at car washing. And that's one of the best feelings you'll ever have. That's way better than, well, it's not way better than dollars, but it sure does feel better than dollars. It's better than dollars. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But it's better than dollars. The only difference is it doesn't, it doesn't feed you, right? That's it. It feeds you mentally. (laughs) Yes. It feeds feeds the soul. That's That's for darn sure. Well, first, thank you for what you guys do at Talk Car Wash. I think it's a great community, and I think it's fascinating to kind of be plugged in there and to watch the conversations and to see how much that actually helps everybody. It's yeah. a great community, great community. Same with Leadership Worth Following. I think it's really cool and really something that is going to have a lot of value for this industry in particular. The other thing I want to ask, because I always do, take some some shape whether it's what you're hopeful for this year or why in the world do you stay in car washing for you this week, Tyler, I want to ask, what is it that you're excited for in 2021? I'm honestly the most excited to just be alive with everything going on in the world. We asked this question at our monthly in-person manager meetings, and that seems to be kind of the gist of what everybody's thinking. And you know, that, that didn't seem like it used to be a lot to ask for, but these days, I mean, the, the unknown's out there. So And then I guess some other things is uh, taking some family vacations with my wife and kids to spend some quality time with them. We had a bunch of vacations planned last year, and of course, they all got axed. Continuing to develop our team and our culture at Camel Express, work towards making our name a household name in Tennessee. That's something Reed and I talk about often. Leadership Worth Following's events that we have planned in order to keep making better contributors to the car wash industry. A big thing is working towards a change of perception of the car wash industry so people see it as a career and not just this job. And then talk car wash, just continuing to help people across the world. We are full steam ahead on there. Our growth is constantly through the roof, which is great. It takes a lot to administrate. There's a lot of you know good and bad on both sides, but at the end of the day, I truly enjoy helping people and that is a perfect platform to do it. 
I don't think people can even begin to understand the amount of work that it actually takes to admin a community like that with 13,000 plus people in it and requests coming every day and the questions mm-hmm. and just making sure that that stays like a safe and um, positive space, right? So it just doesn't go off the rails. Yeah, if it wasn't for uh, Blake and Katie, man, there's no way I could do it by myself. <laughs> they, are, they are great people and they do it for free. That speaks to them right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Tyler, I appreciate you coming back on the program here for kind of like part two or round two or whatever (laughs) you want to call it. The advice and the counsel is super helpful for everybody. And I just want to say a big thank you to you personally for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. If there's anything we can do for you guys, let us know. Car Wash, the podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.